All right, today we are going to talk about investing in players in Dynasty. Dynasty is like a stock market. You should treat it like a stock market. We're going to tell you how you should be approaching that this offseason, how it's going to benefit your Dynasty team down the road. So make sure you like the video. Make sure you subscribe to the channel. We're going to come out with all kinds of Dynasty content as the offseason goes on. It'll be the best place to stop for your Dynasty team. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you go to DynastyDomain.Locals.com and join our community there. Let's get into the video today. So this is going to be a strategy video where we, you know, we're going to talk about kind of how we approach some investing in Dynasty. And, and when I say investing, I mean it because Dynasty is, I mean, Dynasty is like a stock market. It really is. When you're looking at players' values, you know, if you're looking at Keep Trade Cut, which is the gold standard, apparently, as people on Twitter lectured me about this this week, if you're looking at that, you're literally seeing their value graphs and the dips and falls. And, and, and if you can take that and use it to your advantage, you are a lot better off in Dynasty. We're going to tell you how to do that in this video today. So first of all, let's look at some of the ADP risers this season. And so what this is going to kind of tell us is what types of players have the, the boom potential. So if you're looking for... Um, if you're looking for those stocks that you really believe in, those small companies that you think are absolutely going to take off, what type of companies are you looking for? What type of players have that ability to be able to take off and just absolutely go nuts in terms of their stock, in terms of their return being so much more than you paid for them? So looking at some ADP risers this season, Nathan, who were the top ADP risers in Dynasty this year? Yeah, some of the top are going to be at the quarterback position. I mean, we have Brock, Pur Brock Purdy who's just skyrocketing up draft boards right now to a point where he's going, you know, top 12 rounds. We saw him go as early as the ninth, I think, in the last startup that we did. Um, and then Geno Smith. These are two situations where you have guys coming out of nowhere. Brock Purdy just pushed into the situation because of – Trey Lance going down and then Garoppolo going down. And now he's been playing at a really, really high level. I mean, he looks like a seasoned veteran back there. Um, and I think with these kind of guys, with Brock Purdy especially, you have to look at situation and you have to look who, who what has the team invested in over the past couple of years. The biggest investment that they've, that, that they've poured into has been Trey Lance, where they gave up essentially three first-round picks for Trey Lance. Yeah. I mean, I, and I, I think that has to affect Brock Purdy's value going going into the into the future. So, so you're looking. At so this. you've got two quarterbacks, and then you, you did you talk about T.J. Hawkinson? Uh, no, not yet. I was going to let you touch on and T.J. Hawkinson. So you've got a tight end. So looking at what type of players you're looking at quarterbacks in superflex leagues when you have these random quarterbacks that go off, you know they're going their value is going to go way up. Geno Smith is worth a ton more than he was last offseason. So. Well, how do you use that? Well, I, I think when you're looking at the followers, you're going to see how. So the ADP followers we have this season are Russell Wilson, which, again, quarterback, it kind of contradicts our point, but you also see that that can be a volatile position at times uh, and also makes Russ kind of a buy. DeAndre Swift and James Conner, both running backs, and those are most likely to be your followers in ADP year over year. So you've got to manage which running backs you invest in to make sure that you're not buying into like totally decreasing assets. Uh, and, and this is just kind of where the strategic part of it goes. So when you're you know going for guys in the offseason, when you're going for rookies, when you're going for uh, guys to put on your roster, you've usually got taxi squads. In, in our leagues, we do taxi squads. If you have taxi squads in your league, you can go 
pick up the Brock Purdy's of, of, of the world, the Bailey, Bailey Zappies of the world. Bailey Zappi was a good example this year as well because he was, you know, going in the fourth round of rookie drafts last year, and you were getting him extremely cheap during the offseason, sometimes even waivers, and he ended up starting and ended up doing pretty good. If you picked up Bailey Zappi and you sold him midseason, you had a huge return on investment. Brock Purdy is the same way. I mean, and look, we can we can talk about Brock Purdy. We probably should just do a separate video where we talk about Brock Purdy because there's <laughs> yeah, he's, a, a he's lot a polarizing there. asset right now. But, I he, mean, he but really if you is. if you've had Brock Purdy this whole time, you could sell Brock Purdy right now for a lot more than you paid for him. So quarterbacks are always going to be good investments. Geno Smith, you know, look, I was just rostering Drew Locke and Geno Smith last year. They were both very cheap. They were both not supposed to be very good. So it was worth just throwing them both on my roster, which one plays out, and did one maybe take off in that Seattle offense. And and it clicked. I ended up with a couple Geno shares because I invested in those QBs. So QBs are always going to be good investments in Dynasty. And, and that, that comes from the top, whether that's Patrick Mahomes or Justin Herbert, Josh Allen, etc., to the bottom, when you've got Brock Purdy, when you've got even Geno Smith, who was at the bottom last year, uh, when you've got Bailey Zappies, things like that. Make sure you're rostering some of these backup QBs in your leagues. These are good return on investment assets that you could sell high for a good return. And I think that's kind of uh, the first step here in terms of identifying which assets you maybe wanted to buy into. The other one is going to be, and we have talked about this a lot, rookie wide receivers. So do you have your rookie wide receiver data? No, I, I can't find it right now, but I can I can give you sort of a general idea of what, of what I was talking about. So I did some extensive research, and I'm sure we'll end up doing a separate video on this later because we could dive into this for 20 minutes alone. But I basically walked back from, from 20, 2014, I believe, up until 2022, the 2022 rookie class, which was London, Alave, Wilson, et cetera. And I was like, okay, you know what? I want to see how many of these first round rookie wide receivers ended up at very least maintaining their ADP going into their sophomore season. So any first round receiver from 2014 until present, how, how did they look the year after? This is not talking about whether they hit long-term or their success rate or anything like that. There we're talking about ADP the following season, sophomore year, 80%, <laughs> almost 80% That's a of those receivers number. that went in the first rounds ended up maintaining at the very least maintaining their ADP. Um, if you included second round receivers, that was, that, that went down to, I think about 65%. 65, 70%. a good rate. Uh, a really, really good rate. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I think another aspect of this is going to be, in terms of investing in Dynasty, is going to be identifying buy lows. And we released a video earlier this week, and it was on Dynasty buys. Those are guys you could be buying and maybe even selling. Those are guys that are actually going to help you contend and be cornerstone assets. But when you're looking at you know buying and selling guys, a lot of time playing the market can be a skill in Dynasty. And so you know when looking at last year, some examples. I knew Baker Mayfield was going to be traded. I did. So so I traded Rondell Moore, a guy I like, and a third-round pick for Baker Mayfield because I knew the second he was shipped off to a new team, if he was going to be given a chance to be a starter, people would go nuts because then it's, oh, were the Browns holding Baker Mayfield back? Well, is Baker Mayfield actually going to ball out as a fantasy asset? <laughs> I knew those would be the headlines, although I didn't believe in Baker, although I did not like Baker. Baker was a buy because he had gone so low down the quarterback rankings into like the 30s. I knew the second yep. he got shipped off somewhere, somebody yep. would panic and pay a huge price for him, and it happened. Yeah. I, I, you got a 23 first. I form. got a 23 first. This is a Superflex Dynasty League. 
with good players. I play with solid guys, and and a dude offered me a 23 first for Baker Mayfield. I could not accept it fast enough, and that is, I mean, think about how a 23 first can change the whole direction of your roster. I was a contending team that got, I just picked up Baker because I knew it would be a smart buy low, and now I'm a contending team going for a championship, and I have an extra 23 first, which is extremely valuable right now. I can flip Rondell Moore and a third into whatever I can sell that 23 first for or the player I pick with the 23 first. That's how you play the market in Dynasty. You identify players that you know have a high chance of going up in value by a large amount, and you buy them while they're low. James Conner is another good example of this, and, we, and I mentioned his name earlier, but, but and, and James Conner is not really a guy that's probably going to go up super high in value this year, but if you're a contender, I mean, this is a perfect spend very little, have very little risk, and have very high reward. And for your contending teams, you know, James Conner is a very good piece. Yeah, I mean, James Conner is one of the, the greatest values that I can really find in our ADP right now. Um, his ADP is currently um, 130. He has dropped five and a half rounds for producing on a points-per-game basis as a running back one this year. Yeah. A low-end running back one. He is pretty much the definition of a bell cow running back where he gets almost all of the snaps in that offense. Keontae Ingram is nothing. And he has receiving upside, and he's a smash-mouth runner. Um, he's 27 years old. He'll be 28 going into next season. His usage or his wear and tear is okay. It's what you'd expect from a 27, 28-year-old. He's worth investing in. He's got if two can, years left on his deal. They signed him to a three-year contract going into last season in 2022. They did that for a reason. They didn't sign him to a three-year deal to then push him out the door going into the second year of his deal. He's absolutely. going to get the workload next year in 2023, and he chances are he probably will in 2024 unless something like unless some crazy injury happens. He's worth the risk because there is no risk in getting him. He is currently compared to other running backs. Brian Robinson is being drafted ahead of him. Pacheco, Algier, they're all going to get Damian. They're all going to get Michael Carter next year. And Damian Pierce. And Damian Pierce. You can use that as a, I mean, Montgomery. Where's Montgomery going to go? Cam Akers. Kamara. Kamara is the same age as James Conner. And he was more disappointing this year than James Conner was. Please. Go buy James Conner. Please and, do. And again, for a contending team, that's a very good investment. If you're rebuilding, it's different. But but I, he, I don't know. Even if you're rebuilding, though, it, you like you him. just said, you, you can sell him midseason when he's producing at a high level for that's a true. contender because they'll overpay for him. Play the come, market. Come, play the, the, play the market on Russ. Season. When Russ gets, I mean, even Russ right now, when Russ gets a new coach, he's going to go up around an ADP. Contract. And Russ's contract is ridiculous. He's stuck in Denver play, forever. Play the market, guys. Play Trey Lance's market. I buy Trey Lance, and that's a little bit too late now, but you buy him as soon as he drops an ADP right after he gets hurt. And then when he, you know, when a training camp video comes out of him throwing a touchdown to Brandon Ayuk or something like that, then I can sell him because people freak out about yeah, that. Yeah, I remember stuff. that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, it's I think happen. what we're seeing here, I think the moral of the story here is guys, look past your own personal opinion of these players. It doesn't matter whether we you have, like them. We have so many opinions on so many different players, and yet we're able to look past that and get a ton of value out of these guys because we still invest in them in Dynasty. Zach Wilson is going to be a huge example of that this year. We do not like Zach Wilson. We in no way think he's a good quarterback. We don't think he's going anywhere in the NFL ever. But his ADP is going to go prediction. up. That's our prediction. 
his ADP will go up. It will. Because he will get another chance to start in New York or he'll go elsewhere and get another opportunity to play because he was a second-round pick. Look. And he's going where? <laughs> Matt, Matt, Matt Stafford. Matt Stafford's going the, like 10th, 11th yeah. round of starters right now. His ADP will go up. Somebody will need a quarterback next season, and Matt Stafford's playing. I'm calling it now. He's playing. Sean McVay's back. Matt Stafford's playing. Yes, he is. You can buy him and sell him for maybe twice the price come middle of the season, come before the season next year. And, and you know, when you're talking about dynasty investments, as I, as I kind of segue this here, it, you cannot talk about investing without talking about rookie picks because rookie picks a huge never decrease in value. Yep. Never. You want it here is here. If you're going to take one thing away from this video, one action point away from this video, buy 2024 first. Do it. Do it now. Because right now, nobody cares about 2024. They're all okay. We got, you know, CJ Stroud. And we've got the greatest class ever. And JSN. And and it's a great class. It's awesome. But people are going to say the same thing about 24 because 24 is also very talented. And every class is the next best class. I mean, every every year it's, oh, this might be the best class I've ever seen. Except for, you know. Really short memories. I mean, 2022 was supposed to be this this hidden gem, this diamond in the rough as a whole, where you know, you're know you like, man, we're going to find so many values here, and all these guys are going to end up being successful because you drafted them, and then you wanted to be optimistic, and and now look where we are. 2022 yep. is what we thought it was. Yep. A really, really talented wide receiver class. Yeah, and and, and look, so go go buy those 2021st right now, 2024 first right now. I'm doing that on my rebuilds, and I'm going to speed up my rebuilds by doing that because come August, they're going to be worth, like, 60% more probably. People, I mean, they're going to be worth what 23 first were. I mean, 23 first are worth a ridiculous amount. And again, you're not probably buying into those right now. If you're buying into those now, you're probably buying high. And they're not going to drop in value. Yeah. However, you are getting yourself into a little bit of a pickle if you end up making all those picks because then the picks do accumulate some risk with them because you don't know if the players are going to be sure things. Yeah. Now, you, now you, you want to know what's funny here? What? Because this is just... Um, I love th- funny th- things. This is all recency bias. Again, um, Desmond Ritter... And Malik Willis and Sam Howell, you know, they all went third round, fifth round. Um, they are going to amount to nothing in Dynasty. If I was, you know, Correct. boldly predicting something. That's not you know, bold. This isn't just, <laughs> I know I'm being sarcastic. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, history History shows that almost no QBs that go in, that don't go in the our, first round. Our tool shows successful. that. Like, our, yeah. yeah. Um, currently, Desmond Ritter is going like a full two rounds Ahead, no, a full a full round and a half ahead of Zach Wilson. You've got to stop with a, that. a full round. You've got to stop. It's because Zach Wilson was drafted a year before Desmond Ritter was. We are just still drunk. And again, on the 2022 quarterbacks don't, who suck. And and, and and while you're wanting to buy players at their valleys, don't buy players at their peaks. I mean, just, Desmond Ritter's at his peak. Desmond. I mean, that's a good example. But I mean, even you know, looking at we talked about Bijan Robinson in another video. Bijan can't do a whole lot to increase his value by a ton because he's already going in the first round of startups. So don't go buy the 101 right now. This is not a time to go buy the 101. This is a time to sell the 101. And you can keep the 101, and that's fine. But if you're going to do one of the two or buy buy or sell, you're going to sell because he is being drafted pretty close to the maximum potential that he could reach value-wise in Dynasty. And, and look, and the other thing is, you know, rookies are the best investment. And we talked about, and rookie picks, obviously, but rookies themselves, even after they're drafted. And we talked about, you know, how wide receivers maintain their value. The best time to buy rookies is right before the season. Because you saw it this year. Training who, camp. Who were, the, who were the preseason darlings? Romeo Dubs. 
George Pickens. Yeah, Pickens was a big one. Pacheco, um, which James Cook, some, who according who according to the Buffalo Bills quote was opening some eyes. Because, because apparently gonna, you're supposed to close your eyes if you don't. My point is, like a player. people get down <laughs> on these players if they don't produce in the preseason. When the preseason in real reality means absolutely nothing. nothing. So, so you, you so don't, don't. Oh, the Zamir White stuff. So sell your picks <laughs> for a ton and then buy back the rookie you would have picked before the season after they don't do anything in the preseason for less. I mean, that's been a lot I've done. And look, am I able to go back and trade for every single rookie that I want? No. There are some people that are like, look, I am not doing that. That's stupid. I still believe in them. That's fine. But I'm in quite a few dynasty leagues, and I like quite a bit of prospects. So odds are I'm going to go and get some buy. I don't want to have all rookies, but between you know the ones that are eliminated, the people don't want to sell them, and the ones that actually were doing well in the preseason, I end up with a fair amount of rookies on my team because I can go and trade for them at a lot lower price after they don't do anything in the preseason. The best time to buy these rookies is right before the season. Do not do not draft them. I would be selling your rookie picks. And when should you sell your rookie picks? And to kind of wrap this up in the investing side of things, Wait until the draft. You will get the best offers. Unless you, I mean, and there are examples of offers you cannot turn down. There are, and there are going to be people who sell picks right now, and and that's okay because you're probably getting good offers. I trust you. But if you're not getting an offer that completely is just a 100% smash, just blows your face off because it's so crazy, hold your picks until it's time to draft. Yeah. In early May. I mean, it's just when they're going to be, they go up and up and up and up and up, and then their pinnacle is draft night. They see the landing spots, and people are like, oh, my gosh, I've got to have that guy. Yep. Yeah. And 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 you don't have to have that guy. And you can can take advantage of their um, craziness. And you can sell those picks. That's the best time to sell rookie picks. So, yeah. And and again, la- last thing here. I mean, the last thing we're going to tell you here um, when it comes to investing in dynasty. I know Avery said last year, and we're going to tell you this six months ahead of time because we're going to say it again and again. But we're going to get you a head start here. Um, training camp is going to come, and it's going to go, and there are going to be p- players that rise and fall based on meaningless things in training camp. There's your buys, and those are your buys. Avery said last year that his dead period is during training camp and preseason. And I actually think I disagree, and I think you probably change your opinion on that too because there are so many people that you could have bought during that period who should not be falling. Uh, that, uh, in, I, in, in what I meant was I wasn't buying players yeah, during yeah, that time. Yeah, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I wasn't selling players yeah, during that time. But here, let, let's close, let's close with this just as a reminder, okay? So last, last preseason, the Hall of Fame game, Zamir White got more carries than Josh Jacobs. He actually, I think, started... Before it started ahead of Josh Jacobs, uh, look where both of them are at now. This is the stupidest. That was the stupidest thing. And people, Zamir White was literally. People were saying Zamir White was greater were, than Josh Jacobs, and that Josh Jacobs was going to be shoved out the door because Zamir White was the real. People deal. were on our Twitter. People that we follow on Twitter, and we don't just follow anyone on Twitter. We're talking about how Josh Jacobs was completely dead after the Hall of Fame. He finishes his RB three as on the, the season. season goes on you are going to have opportunities to buy low on players that you know are going to go up in value. That is how you play the market in Dynasty. Value is what gets you ahead in this. This is over multiple years. You are trying to win multiple championships. The only way to do that is to use the stock market approach to Dynasty. Buy low on guys you know are going to go up in value. And if you believe in them, you keep them. And if you don't, you sell them and you win. It's just that is how you take advantage of people in Dynasty. That's how you invest 
intelligently in Dynasty as well. So make sure you like the video. Make sure you subscribe to the channel. We're going to come out with strategy videos, rookie videos, uh, buys and sells, all kinds of stuff this offseason in Dynasty leagues that are going to help you win your league, it's be help, a lot you, of fun. help you make your Dynasty team better. So make sure you subscribe to the channel. We'll get you all that information. Head over to dynastydomain.locals.com. Check out Locals. Uh, we've got all of our tools there, our in-depth analysis, some of our best guys over there running the Locals page. So be a part of the community. Make sure you go join that as well. As always, we appreciate you joining us, and thanks for listening.